Welcome to the Hackberry House of Chosun. My name is Bob. I'm reading today from the story of John G. Patton, the missionary to the South Sea Island cannibals, the islands formerly known as the New Hebrides, now called the nation of Vanuatu. This is chapter 32. It's called Shadows Deepening on Tana. Immediately thereafter, a sandalwood trader brought in his boat a party of Aromangans by night to Tana. They assembled our harbor chiefs and people and urged them to kill us and Mr. and Mrs. Matheson and the teachers, or allow them to do so, as they had killed Mr. and Mrs. Gordon. Then they proposed to go to Anitium and kill the missionaries there, as the Animites natives had burned their church. And thus they would sweep away the worship and the servants of Jehovah from all the New Hebrides. Our chiefs, however, refused, restrained by the merciful one, and the Aramangans returned to their own island in a sulky mood. Notwithstanding this refusal, as if they wished to reserve the murder and plunder for themselves, our mission house was next day thronged with armed men, some from inland, others from Mr. Matheson's station. They loudly praised the Aromangans. The leader said again and again in my hearing, The men of Aromanga killed Missy Williams long ago. We killed the Rarotangan and Samoan teachers. We fought Missy Turner and Missy Nisbet and drove them from our island. We killed the Anitiamese teachers on Aniwa and one of Missy Patton's teachers too. We killed several white men and no man of war punished us. Let us talk over this about killing Missy Patton and the Anitiamese until we see if any man of war comes to punish the Aramangans. If not, let us unite. Let us kill these missionaries. Let us drive the worship of Jehovah from our land. An inland chief said, or rather shouted in my hearing, My love to the Aramangans. They are strong and brave men, the Aramangans. They have killed their missy and his wife while we only talk about it. They have destroyed the worship and driven away Jehovah. I stood amongst them and I protested, God will yet punish the Aramangans for such wicked deeds. God has heard all your bad talk, and he will punish it in his own time and way. But they shouted me down amidst great excitement with the cry, Our love to the Aramangans! Our love to the Aramangans! After I left them, Abraham heard them say, Miyaki is lazy. Let us meet in every village and talk with each other. Let us all agree to kill Missy and the Anitiamis for the first of our chiefs that dies. The night after the visit of the Aramangan boat and the sad news of Mr. and Mrs. Gordon's death, the Tannese met on their village dancing grounds and held high festival in praise of the Aramangans. Our best friend, Old Noar, the chief, who had worn shirt and kilt for some time and had come regularly to the worship, relapsed once more. He painted his face, threw off his clothing, resumed his bow and arrows and his tomahawk, of which he boasted that it had killed very many men and at least one woman. On my shaming him for professing to worship Jehovah and yet uniting with the heathen, 
In rejoicing over the murder of his servants on Eramanga, he replied to this effect, Truly, Missy, they have done well. If the people of Eramanga are severely punished for this by the man of war, we will all hear of it. And our people will then fear to kill you and the other missionaries so as to destroy the worship of Jehovah. Now, they say, the Eramangans killed Missy Williams and the Samoan, Rarotongan, and Anitiamese teachers, besides other white men, and no man of war has punished either them or us. If they are not punished for what has been done on Eramanga, nothing else can keep them here from killing you and me and all who worship at the mission house. I answered, Noah, let us all be strong to love and serve Jehovah Jesus. If it be for our good and his glory, he will protect us. If not, he will take us to be with himself. We will not be killed by their bad talk. Besides, what avails it to us when dead and gone, if even a man of war should come and punish our murderers? He shrugged his shoulders, answering, Missy, by and by you will see. Mind, I tell you the truth. I know our Tannese people. How is it that Jehovah did not protect the Gordons and the Aramangan worshippers? If the Aramangans are not punished, neither will our Tannese be punished, though they murder all Jehovah's people. I felt for Noir's struggling faith, just trembling on the verge of cannibalism yet, and knowing so little of the true Jehovah. Groups of natives assembled suspiciously near us and sat whispering together. They urged old Abraham to return to Anitium by the very first opportunity, as our lives were certain to be taken. But he replied, I will not leave, Missy. Abraham and I were were thrown much into each other's company, and he stood by me in every danger. We conducted family prayers alternately, and that evening he said during the prayer in Tannese, in which language alone we understood each other, O Lord, our Heavenly Father, they have murdered thy servants on Eramanga. They have banished the Anitiamese from Dark Tana. And now they want to kill Missy Patan and me. Our great king, protect us and make their hearts soft and sweet to thy worship. Or if they are permitted to kill us, do not thou hate us, but wash us in the blood of thy dear son, Jesus Christ. He came down to earth and shed his blood for sinners. Through him forgive us our sins and take us to heaven, that good place where Missy Gordon, the man, and Missy Gordon, the woman, and all thy dear servants now are singing thy praise and and seeing thy face. Our Lord, our hearts are pained just now, and we weep over the death of thy dear servants. But Make our hearts good and strong for thy cause, and take thou away all our fears. Make us too and, and all thy servants strong for thee and for thy worship. And if they kill us too, let us die together in thy good work, like thy servants Missy Gordon, the man, and Missy Gordon, the woman. In this manner, his great, simple soul poured itself out to God. And my heart melted within me as it had never done under any prayer poured from the lips of cultured Christian men. Under the strain of these events, Miyaki came to our house and attacked me in hearing of his men to this effect. 
you and the worship are the cause of all the sickness and death now taking place on Tana. The Aramanga men killed Missy Gordon, the man, and also the woman, and they are all well long ago. The worship is killing us all, and the inland people will kill us for keeping you and the worship here, for we love the conduct of Tana, but we hate the worship. We must kill you and it, and we shall all be well again. I tried to reason firmly and kindly with them, showing them that their own conduct was destroying them, and that our presence and the worship could only be a blessing to them in every way, if only they would accept of it and give up their evil ways. I referred to a poor girl whom Miaka and his men had stolen and abused, that they knew such conduct to be bad, and that God would certainly punish them for it. He replied, Such is the conduct of Tana. Our fathers loved and followed it, We love and follow it, and if the worship condemns it, we will kill you and destroy the worship. I said, The word of the holy God condemns all bad conduct, and I must obey my God in trying to lead you to give it up and to love and serve his son Jesus, our Savior. If I refuse to obey my God, he will punish me. He declared that his heart was good, that his conduct was good, but that he hated the teaching of the worship. He had a party of men staying with him from the other side of the island, and he sent back a present of four large fat hogs to their chiefs with a message as to the killing of the Mathesons. If that were done, his hands would be strengthened in dealing with us. To know what was best to be done in such trying circumstances was an abiding perplexity. To have left altogether when so surrounded by perils and enemies at first seemed the wisest course and was the repeated advice of many friends. But again I had acquired the language and had gained a considerable influence amongst the natives and there were a number warmly attached both to himself and to the worship. To have left would have been to lose all, which to me was heart-rending. Therefore, Risking all with Jesus, I held on while the hope of being spared longer had not absolutely and entirely vanished. The following quotation from a letter of the late A. Clark, Esquire, J.P., Auckland, New Zealand, will show what Bishop Selwyn thought of my standing fast on Tana at the post of duty, and he knew what he was writing about. These are his words. Talk of bravery. Talk of heroism. The man who leads a forlorn hope is a coward in comparison with him, who on Tana, thus alone, without a sustaining look or cheering word from one of his own race, regards it as his duty to hold on in the face of such dangers. We read of the soldier found after the the lapse of ages among the ruins of Herculaneum, who stood firm at his post amid the fiery rain destroying all around him, thus manifesting the rigidity of the discipline among those armies of ancient Rome which conquered the world. Mr. Patton was subjected to no such iron law. He might, with honor, when offered to him, have sought a temporary asylum in Auckland, where he would have been heartily received, but he was moved 
by higher considerations. He chose to remain. And God knows whether at this moment he is in the land of the living. When the bishop told us that he declined leaving Tana by HMS Polaris, he added, And I like him all the better for so doing. End of quote. Well, for my part, I feel quite confident that in like circumstances, that noble bishop of God would have done the same. I, born in the bosom of the Scottish covenant, descended from those who suffered persecution for Christ's honor, would have been unworthy of them and of my Lord had I deserted my post for danger only. Yet not to me, but to the Lord who sustained me, be all the praise and the glory. Amen. We'll let it go at that today. Chapter 33 next time, The Visit of the Commodore. The Visit of the Commodore. Thank you for listening. Do let me hear from you. Contact me with questions and comments at bob.j.faulkner.72 at gmail.com. And look around the site. I do believe you'll find that uh, there's going to be a lot there that will benefit you. There are readings from great preachers, stories from the persecuted church, Bible studies, a whole lot more. This is the Hackberry House of Chosun, and Lord willing, we'll talk again real soon. Bye-bye.